Hello, Duck Hunt, and welcome to the IGN UK podcast number 276. My name is Guy Murphy, and I'm joined on my left by Mr. Chris Tilly. Hola. And on the right, I don't even recognise this man. Who am I? Who are you? Where have you been? I don't know. I've been on a desert island with a <laughs> football called Wilson for the last four weeks. Really? Yeah. I can't remember his character's name. At least the, at least the beach ball's got a name. Yeah. Yes. Which we'll get on to. Right, Where yes. have you been, Alex? Uh, I've been having a baby. Yeah, Excellent. Which is why I've been walking. What did you day. have? Uh, I had a little boy. And what is said little boy's name? Uh, he didn't have a name until yesterday. Oh, I've and not heard does. this. Uh, after last night, it's called Han Solo. Oh. Yes. <laughs> we'll get on to your baby in a little bit, but why is it called Han Solo? Because... It's a fucking Star Wars trailer. Oh my God, it is amazing. It's back and he's already swearing I know. one I minute didn't. in. I said freaking, that's not a swear word. Did you? Yeah. I did. Okay, you can sort of get yeah. away with it. Um, yeah, we went down, so Star Wars Celebration's going on right now. Krupa's over there. What a little shit. Um, we're not. We're, we, but we did get to go to London, to the IMAX, and watch Warwick Davis introduce it. Mm, I didn't. Yeah. You didn't. We did. <laughs> okay, good. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Anaheim had J.J. Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, yeah. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Uh, we got Wicket. Yeah. We got Wicket standing in front of an IMAX screen, which yeah. looked faintly ridiculous, mm. doing kind of like, it was almost like holiday camp entertainment, wasn't it? That's mean. It wasn't that, it wasn't that bad. It was, but there was a kids it? So basically he came on and there was a lot of people in costume. So yeah. there was like a, co- co- a cosplay so it was competition. a public event. Public event, like, how yeah. Do you, how'd you get tickets to Com- A lot of competition competitions, yeah. Right, okay. and, and there was only a very s- small press area. But yeah. like, and they're proper, proper fans. Yeah. We yeah. got told off because we sat on the end and uh, we sat on the end of the row, and this girl was like, oh, you've left a gap, can you just move down, please? So I told them that Chris was agoraphobic and we needed to be on the end of the thing. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> he blamed it on me. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, but a lot of people came dressed up, so they had a costume yeah. competition, and they had Warwick hosted a little quiz yeah. uh, in which he got to use all his Ricky Gervais-isms. Yeah. Uh, but it was cute. The cute thing was the little kits, wasn't oh, it? Man, the little, yeah. little layer so and little little yeah. Darth Maul. And yeah. yeah, it was really, that was fun. Who, the, who won the costume competition? Little Darth Vader, I think. Yeah, it? little Darth Vader. Yeah, who was really hyperactive. But I, <laughs> well, I went to the toilet, but you said he said a really funny thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said, he said uh, Warwick kind of said to him, who are you? And and he says, oh, I'm, I'm Darth Vader. And and what it's like, yeah, I know that. But who who were you before that? Who you before you got dressed up? He's like Anakin Skywalker. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I wanted for him. I Maybe think. that's his real name. Yeah, Anakin. Mm. But then we got to watch. So the live panel that was going on in Anaheim, we got to watch JJ uh, Abrams, Kevin Kennedy, and one of the worst sort of presenters of a like panel. He was just really odd man. Well, before then, it kicked off with DJ Elliot. Oh yeah, that was we were watching horrible. DJ Elliot spinning some tunes in Anaheim. <laughs> Uh, and it was like, uh, Gav Tedman said, it's a bit like watching a wedding DJ. Like <laughs> right. he was doing like a dubstep version of the Imperial March oh. and, then, and then kind of mixing into You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. Right, yes. <laughs> so it started off a bit odd. And then, yeah, the presenter came out. He's an Entertainment Weekly writer. Right, okay. He right. couldn't have been more American if mm. he tried okay. with the teeth and the hair. Giant nipples. <laughs> what? What? Giant nipples. We were watching on the IMAX. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, maybe. Why. But no, he, uh, his nipples were just really erect and right. big. Well, were yours not after watching the trailer? They were, actually. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and he, he spent the first five minutes talking about himself, yeah, which right. was like, no one's here. We don't yeah. know who you are. We're not interested in this. Mm. Uh, and then he had to intro a bunch of hashtags. Brilliant. They were quite cool hashtags, though. Yeah, you get the your Storm little... Storm yeah. C-3PO or CP3O. Yeah. Yeah. As they got it wrong. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, oh, Andy no. Daniels made a little joke about it. screen that said CP3O. Oh, no. 
Oops. But yeah, then then we got what we came for, which was Kathleen Kennedy and JJ Abrams coming out and showing some brand new stills from the film. Yeah, it was that- good, but it started off really weird, right? Because obviously phones are such a big thing now. Abrams came out, immediately took out his phone mm. and started filming. And then there was this like really awkward thing where he was obviously tweeting it at the time. So <laughs> I'm it was not like, we're waiting for him. So like Kathleen Kennedy's <laughs> like, oh, wish I sit down. J- Abrams is just sort of standing there. Then the weird Entertainment Weekly guy is also standing off the left. It's just like, sort of like really awkward, like right. live 15 seconds. Seconds of what is going on? Like, yeah. just tweeting. There was quite a lot of awkwardness. Yeah. I thought throughout the kind of hour. Mm. That's a weird thing to do. like. Imagine like the Apple Watch announcement that Tim yeah. Cook comes out and says, "One sec," takes a picture tweeted, and starts tweeting. Yeah. That's just I weird. see that a lot of things though. I see that a lot of panels. People come out and film the crowd and then put it on their Vine or whatever, right. and it's like, yeah, we don't don't need that. No. We're looking at you. We'll do it yeah. later. Yeah, <laughs> don't do it like while you've got us in the palm of your hand. But yeah. JJ, uh, then he revealed that it wasn't Tatooine in the uh, trailer. That's right. It was a planet, a desert planet called Jakku. Mm-hmm. So that was a big surprise. Yeah. Yep. Well, it looked like Tatooine. Yeah. It's the same. Why is it a big surprise? <laughs> it looks the same. It's got different. Um, and he got lots of cheers for talking about using practical effects, didn't he? Rather than CG. He did keep banging on about that. Big John Ford landscapes. He said would be in mm. the movie. But yeah, he know he knows what the. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. doing it. So that's yeah. that's what we want to hear. Yeah. He knows it's an easy target, though, isn't it? With yeah. that audience to get yeah, cheers for yeah. that. Yeah. There was a really awkward moment where, uh, like, Abram said, "Oh yeah, you know." Um, George Lucas designed some really, really amazing sets, and then kind of went Ralph and Quarry. Ralph and Quarry designed, <laughs> designed some amazing sets. <laughs> then a bit more awkwardness when they bought out the droid mechanics. Yeah, and it was really cool how they found these guys. These are British guys who who were trying to build their own droids, yeah. exactly like the movie ones. And yeah. I think Kennedy so said, good. "Let's yeah. employ them." Yeah. They've ended up working on the movie. That's the dream. Uh, they were a bit awkward on stage. They're obviously not used to being in that. I guess they were just nervous. Like, yeah, well, but then think. they brought out BB-8, which yeah. was maybe the best bit of the panel I can't for me. That that's real. It's amazing yeah. watching it in motion. You look at it thinking, "How can this? Yeah, how does work? it work? I can't work it out. No. Is it something with magnets? I don't Copy. know." Well, it's obviously like, something really clever that we yeah right, we're just not mechanical. I, I are we, thought but. maybe it was just on it was just moving, but you know if one thing's moving one way and the ball is moving the other way, then it's on like a rotor. Yeah, that, that could like actually do it exactly. Yeah. But it's not doing that. It moves any any almost seemingly like any way it wants. And the heads on top at all times. Yeah. And yeah, does, yeah, yeah wherever it, it moves, it doesn't look like it's connected. No, that's the thing. It looks like it's almost hovering on top. <clears> yeah. Uh, but it, you know, you hear them talking about it's much better for the actors to have practical props to work with rather than CG. Yeah. And you could see it there because it had a personality. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That thing yeah, had yeah, a personality. Yeah, yeah. It would be easy to act opposite that and, yeah. and, and really care for it, which I'm sure yeah. um, that some of the characters do in the movie. Yeah. Like, so I didn't see the panel. How yeah. big is it? Like compared to. It's about half the size of R2D2, so isn't it? So it's like, what, like knee height? Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little bit higher. Okay. Yeah. But about base. It's big, man. Right. Like, yeah, it was bigger than we were thing, expecting. Yeah. Right. Um, but there's even there's a bit in the trailer which we're going to in a bit. But there's a bit in the trailer where it almost seems like BB-8 is like peeking around a corner. So I think it is going to be like one of the main things, one yeah, of the main yeah. sort of like little cutie things. Bit, isn't of, it? bit of light relief, yeah. yeah. And then they brought up the cast members. So we got John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and uh, Oscar Isaac come out yeah. and say a little bit about their characters. She yeah. said she was a scavenger. He said uh, Oscar Isaac said he was the freaking most awesome pilot in yeah. the universe. So you can tell he's going to be that cocky yeah. guy in it. Yeah. And John Boyega, he just kind of said how his journey is intertwined with yeah. Daisy's. So first thing Boyega said as well, he was just like, they said, oh, what does it mean for you guys to be here? And he said, oh, you know, I, I love Force Unleashed 1. I love Force Unleashed 2. Like, odd games. He was like, he didn't mention any of the movies. He went, I love those games, so to be in this film is really good for me. Right. <laughs> I was like, really? 
<laughs> they are good games. But, it but did, still, yeah. It yeah. did make you wonder how similar the dynamic will be between those three yeah. and the original three stars. It yeah. did seem like it was a similar dynamic going yeah. on there, which right. is... It's quite interesting. Yeah. Although I don't know why they cast Kira Knightley as Daisy Ridley. <laughs> she does look a lot. She like looks so her. much yeah. like really? her. She's got the mouth. Yeah. She's got right, the Kira right, right. Knightley mouth. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a reason for it. Mm. I don't know. Of course, Kira Knightley was in. Yeah, Menace, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then they bought. Oh, oh, Kathleen Kennedy got a bit of a cheer because she said that. Um, they asked about the lack of female characters in this movie from that original picture. Obviously, there's a lot more now. And she said that going forward, there will be a lot more women in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. She was almost doing a knowing wink that one of the next films will be about a woman, which yeah. I don't think would be a great surprise. No. That's good, though. I'm excited and, for that. And then there were a bunch of uh, bland international questions. Which it was open to... Nah, it was it was random though. This one's from England. This question didn't say who it was from. Yeah, and these were just all like, "How does it feel? Aren't you excited?" It really bland yeah. stuff. Was it Creeper? <laughs> <laughs> and then we got the old cast come out. Yeah, yes, I heard some. Uh, I heard there's a little bit of tension between Anthony Daniels and Carrie Fisher. I didn't really. Pick I didn't up pick up on, really? on that either. No. no, I saw a few people tweet about it saying. Really? That, she was kind of just like turning away from him and he was trying yeah. to be pally with her. Everyone and... just seemed really happy. It was like a really, really mm. sort of positive thing, I think. Right. I, didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Okay. But maybe I was too excited. Yeah. She was wisecracking, wasn't she? Yeah. Carrie Fisher. I love her voice. <laughs> um, Peter Mayhew came out and got a big cheer. Yeah. Sat on a chair then, lazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Athy Daniels was loving it as usual, of lapping course, it all yeah. up. Made yeah. it sound like it was all because of him. They were there. He is... God, he's done so well. Oh, Star Wars, That's yeah. That's crazy. The, the only one in all seven movies. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, really good. But annoyingly, like, they didn't really hear Mark Hamill say much. Like, no. he just kind of said, oh, you know, happy to be here, whatever. Where I really wanted him to say something about yeah. what it's like playing Luke again. But yeah. Yeah. I felt like it was a bit of a missed opportunity when it came to... I know they, they don't want to spoil anything, mm. but equally, he could have said some generalisations yeah. about about Luke that I would have liked to have heard rather yeah. than oh, uh, like my... to resurrect that role after all these years yeah. is like insane my favourite story actually was John Boyega said that he you know the, the black and white cast photo yeah. he hadn't told his family that he was going to be in Star Wars until that photo came out oh my so god so he was going off to do all these different reads and he had these like red scripts and his dad he did an amazing sort of like uh, impression of his dad saying where are you going yeah. and he said uh, so he'd been telling him that he was filming 24 right yeah <laughs> oh he'd actually god. been off doing Star Wars wow yeah so... he, he didn't and until that photograph was released yeah. and it was properly announced that he was in it, he, he said he, he didn't tell his folks. That's amazing. That is hardcore. Uh, Carrie Fisher yeah. did say, they asked her about the hair though. Yeah. And she said the buns would not be coming no back. Buns. No buns or but she'll be say She said there's something alternative that people will really be into. A crown. With her look. A crown. A crown. Or a hair like crown. A hair crown, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no metal bikini. No. Yeah. Maybe a good thing. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, she said no metal bikini and everyone went, oh, and she went, I promise it won't be a metal bikini. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. But yeah, and then and then we got the, the trailer. trailer. Twice. They played it twice, yeah. please, yeah. So you saw it on a big IMAX screen. We yeah. did. I watched it on my phone. Did you? <laughs> oh, Alex, why? Oh, that's how the other half... Of, well, my daughter wouldn't go to bed. Didn't you say sharp? So, like, so it dropped around what seven o'clock, something like that. I think. Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, my daughter didn't go to sleep till ten. Right. I was literally like, "Go to bed," <laughs> so I could watch it. I think. Good. Yeah, almost every single like scenario and scene in that trailer was just something amazing. Yeah. Um, well, the first one was so shrouded in mystery, and yeah. they, they didn't really give anything away. I felt like this gave some things away without really giving anything yeah, exactly. away. Well, I, I think, think it, it created more talking points, yeah. which I really like. It's like, you know, what is going on? Who is that person talking? Exactly. 
because you think it's Luke Skywalker, but is it? Well, I thought it was Donald Gleeson who's yeah. playing like Luke Skywalker's son because the voiceover says, but it's actually, it's, I think I've just read actually, it's, it's all lifted entirely from Jedi. Mm. Right? Yeah, no, it's the same dialogue that he says in Jedi. But, but it's, it's actually... Not necessarily yeah. him saying it again, but yeah. also it sounds exactly the same as him yeah. saying it in Jedi. Yeah. yeah. It just made it then you're quizzing, well, why is it why his father's not still alive? Exactly, yeah. Or is what he a is, yeah, is there something going on there? But yeah. equally, it's not just what he's saying, but the way the images are put together, yeah, yeah who yeah. he's talking to, you know, it's his, it's Darth Vader's mask when he yeah. says that yeah. line, yeah. you know, it's like he's when he's talking about himself, it's like it, if that's him, which I yeah. think it is with his mechanical hand, although it looks different, yeah, yeah. touching R2 and then talking about his sister and passing a lightsaber if that's Leia, yeah, yeah. it would all make sense unless. That you know they're trying to throw yeah. you off the scent a little yeah. bit. Well, that uh, Which, yeah, it, yeah, wouldn't surprise me if that is the case. Yeah, but the opening, the opening image is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just you know amazing. the X, the X wing and the star destroyer yeah. like yeah. in the sand and yeah. looking like they'd been there for a long time. Like this is stuff yeah. from. Well, that's the thing that I loved about the original ago. Star Wars trilogy is that everything was just a bit screwed up yeah. and old and decrepit. Yeah. And, and it seems like that we'll, as well get that here. Well, the, the the only the tiny glimpse you get of 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 inside the Millennium Falcon, I guess you get one at the end, but also BB-8 in there. It looks even more dilapidated than yeah. it was that which you'd expect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, that um, that shot I mean, we just said about that shot of Vader's helmet was just yeah. amazing, like already iconic, like yeah. straight away. Yeah. And because we've talked like there's been like rumors and stuff that a lot of the we talk about Rebel Base all the time, but a lot of the rumors are that there's someone going around collecting sort of Jedi artifacts and things like that so I think that is that person maybe finding that right. but then because Daisy's really said that her character is a scavenger, scavenger maybe yeah. it's her going around finding them that seems yeah. to be like it looked like it was her speeder that we saw in the first teaser yeah, yeah, yeah. heading to that destroyer yeah. to maybe yeah. have a look at it and stuff like that yeah. maybe that's where she finds it well do we think that she's the daughter of Han Solo yeah then she's looking at, I mean that's her grandfather's helmet yeah. isn't it right effectively yeah. so it's, it's a family heirloom mm-hmm. maybe I don't and, know, just... And speaking no, 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 of yeah. ancient relics, Harrison Ford at the end. Oh, my God. God. So good. <laughs> like, it was just... It felt really exciting to be in that cinema. Payoff. Like, it felt so exciting to be but in that cinema. People I, just loved it. I did find it hard to look past the old man. I was like... He is old. Really? Really old man, I think he though. looks good. I really? think he looks better than he's looked in a while. Okay. Yeah. But he is an old man, though. I think... I didn't notice if he's still got the earring in. Hopefully no. he's taking that out. <laughs> he takes it out for his films. Uh, they said he wasn't there because he's still in hospital. Of course. Oh, no, he's back home now, yeah, but he's recovering. Uh, recovering. Yeah. He just didn't fancy it, really. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but equally, even that line, so he, they've obviously been separated from the Millennium Falcon because they yeah. say they walk in and we're home. So yeah. I wonder if he's been away from it for as long as... Everyone has. I'd yeah. like to think that maybe the sort of Leia's been trying to convince him to sort of leave it, almost like Fantastic Mr. Fox saying, "Right, come on, just got you're too old, leave the Millennium Falcon behind." But he's going off like one big score. That's what I think. That'd be good. We we saw yeah. Kylo Ren as well. Yeah, it looks like Briefly. who is underneath that helmet? But does it matter? Well, will we find out? Yeah. So we've got the. Kylo Ren, and then we've also got that shiny stormtrooper as well. Yeah, who, yes. who people are saying might be called Captain Phasma. Really? Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's that's the rumour. Right. Uh, again, so that looks like a villainous, well, I a th- villainous I th- character. I yeah. think that's Gwendolyn Christie. I agree that. with you. It's, yeah. it's just something in the split yeah. second they're walking. You think that's a tall it was, woman. Like, it was a kind yeah. of like the way that she swaggers around in uh, in Game of Thrones. Yeah. So like that sort of one walk, one stride forward. Instantly, I was like, yeah, that's Gwendolyn Christie. Mm. Mm. I don't know why. Well, it's not Max von Sydow, and no. it doesn't look like the walk of Adam Driver. No. It's weird saying this, like speculating about someone's walk in a split we second. We have to do Rebel Base about it every single yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you've got something to talk about now. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> 
But one, one bit of news we got from the ground there from our colleagues in Anaheim mm. is that it looks like the names of the two factions might have changed. Right. Mm. So it sounds like the Empire is now called the First Order. Okay. And the Rebels are now called the Resistance. Right. Which is interesting. But I like it. Like, they've got to move things forward, yeah, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. They've got to, it's got to be same, same, but different. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that isn't, you know, it, take, it just takes it forward a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, that's the a- thing. Like, I guess with the Empire, after the Emperor has carked it. Yeah. Like, who's going to rise up in his place and take over, so... Well, yeah. I think that there's a lot of, like, because, em- like, Empire the Hand, like, if you know the extended I'm, universe I'm not that stuff. familiar So it's it, basically, yeah. Thrawn was off, like, General Thrawn was off, basically building another empire right. in these all uh, other bit, bits of the galaxy. And then as soon as the everything went down after Return of the Jedi, yeah. he returned then with this, basically, another empire that he'd been building. Right. So rather than after Palpatine dies, rather than them having to rebuild, it's already been rebuilt and he's right. already got this massive force to bring down. Right. So I think it's going to kind of draw on that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all that kind of idea, which is a really cool idea, I think. Mm-hmm. But there's another thing as well that people have, have seen on the show floor, which is John Boyega's outfit. Yep. And it's got like a holder for a lightsaber. So people are saying, is he a Jedi? Oh, yeah. right. Because I thought it was just like a, a pistol holster. Mm. Well, people have said that it's, it looks exactly like a... Right. Uh, thing yeah, he definitely sat on the fence when it came to that was fun, what yeah. side his character was on. But there's no way he's not a goodie in some way, shape or form. No. Even if he isn't at the beginning of the film. Yeah, he will be. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he looks like, they kept saying, he looks like in every shot, in every trailer so far, that he's having just a really bad time of it. Yeah, yes. He's sweating, he's stressed. Yeah. Well, I, th- I, th- I think I think what we've been saying since the beginning is like he's a force-sensitive stormtrooper who's forced to sort of turn his back on everything and has to deal with the fact that he's sort of a deserter. And that's how he sort of gets involved with Daisy Ridley, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that, that, yeah, that's definitely happening. I'll tell you what, Christmas cannot I come I don't know enough. what I'm going to, like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle actually watching it. <laughs> Um, well, that was the same, you know, the same feeling with Phantom Menace. Yeah, oh, exactly. The, it's, it's the same feeling, except you can temper it a bit more now because yeah. of being burnt. Yes. But the the feeling is good. Are like, you still afraid they, of being burnt? I'm not. No, it, with, each, with each decision that's made all the way through this, yeah. I, I, you're more encouraged with, yeah. you know, the cast, the director, the... The the, tri- the teaser, the second teaser, like everything makes me feel a bit better about yeah. it. Yeah. But equally, I've just got to stay. I I eat. I don't think it can live up to expectations. Mm. I don't think any film can live up to expectations. That's the problem. When I sat down, like I, I had a similar feeling when I sat down to watch Dark Knight Rises. Like right. it was like a super early screen. I think you yep. guys were actually yep. at yep. it yep. in the one yep. the IMAX. Yep. And mm. I sat down and like actually like my heart was beating so fast. <laughs> I just thought, as I sat down to watch it, I just thought whatever <laughs> happens in this film. It, it's not going to be good enough. And it no. wasn't. And I think no. I'm, I have got a similar feeling, but I'm trying to forget about that. But that's because I'm definitely someone who, if a film doesn't meet my expectations, it's shit. I think it's a lot more. Um, a lot worse than it negative, is. A lot okay, worse yeah, than yeah. it is, yes. Yeah. So that's why I want to go in and try and keep it calm. And like, I did really love the trailer, but again, trying to maintain. Uh, oh, I thought about what if it's sensibility. shit. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think it will be shit. No. But similarly, um, Star Trek I thought was good but I didn't think it was great I thought the first one was amazing but then I'm not a giant Star Trek fan I know no. giant Star Trek fans who hate those films right so. I, well, part of the problem I had in fact the, both of the Star Trek films mm. is that it still had one foot in the past I just wanted mm. them to go and do something completely different but I feel differently about this because I, you know, it depends how they handle the crossover between mm. old and new yeah uh, and I felt that it was a little bit laboured in Star Trek yeah so we'll see. Mm. 
It was good though. Which one? <laughs> Star Wars. Just the Star Wars trailer, yes. yeah. It was really good. But that was a cool thing that happened anyway. What other cool stuff has happened this week? Uh, Mortal Kombat X not being shit I've written down here. That's that's a positive. <laughs> well, why did you think it was going to be not very good? I don't think Mortal Kombat games have been that interesting. Like, yeah, but for a while. people love them. Sad Dan loves them. Yeah, he really does. He paid, yeah. what does he pay? A hundred and... 140 pounds. For the special edition? From the US. And then he got the PSN codes for all the DLC. Yeah. And because it's for US codes, they don't work over Oh, here. no. Whoopsie. Anyway, he got a nice statue that cost him 90 quid. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've, been, I've been playing it all week and I've been pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, also pleasantly surprised by how good I am at it. Um, yeah. There was like a launch event and I played a bunch of other journalists and remained undefeated. So. But that's the thing, right? I think there are a lot of games journalists who actually aren't very good at games. That is true. I'm Present not very good at games, oh. I'm not, I don't think I'm that good at games, but... See, I'm really good at games. Okay. Yeah. It is quite good when you go to... It is quite good when you go to an event and you, like... You see people who are generally shit at games. It just is, I find it embarrassing. It's like, yeah. you know, you, oh, you've got two hours to play this game and they're still on the same level at the end yeah. of it. It's like, I look forward it. to reading your writer. Who's, who's yeah. the best at games in our office? Krupa's good. Rory. I'm hearing rumours of Rory being a bit Well, of a... he was good on the Titan Souls vid that you guys did. Yeah, he's really um, good at that. Is he's really a bit all over the place in GTA, Rory. He's a, he's a bit of a liability. Yeah, but, but that's like just because that. he wants to do stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Krupa's I, good at first-person shooters. We were playing, me and Krupa were playing GTA with Rory the other day, and we were just standing around waiting for ages, going, what is he doing? Didn't have his microphone on. He was just sitting in here rather than sitting out with us. Like, what is he doing? Just as about, I was about to go out and shoot him yeah. and shout at him, I seen just a car come flying <laughs> over a mountain, <laughs> like in the sky. It's like, what? Is, is that Rory? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> but that's, you know, but you got to love that. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. I really enjoyed playing him. Um, but yeah, I thought he was very good at playing titles. Like you and Krupa were awful, quite frankly. It's the editing that is. Is it? Yeah. I beat, I beat two of the Titan Souls bosses before Rory did, but he just did the other ones stupidly quick. Right. Like, you can hear me in the video say, I'm actually genuinely annoyed yeah. that you finished that <laughs> so quickly. And I yeah. was actually, I had to go out of the room for a little bit because yeah. I was pissed off. Right, he did that. But, but back to Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. See, I've always grown up on Street Fighter, and I've never yeah. really been able to. It's like FIFA Pro Evo, switching between one and the other. Yeah. I find really awkward. Yeah, there's completely a completely um, different like combo system, all that kind of stuff. And did you see the sort of controversy around Mortal Kombat this week? No. So basically, like to do fatalities, it's oh, yes, actually quite a lot of yes, like button presses. What yeah. they, what um, they've done is sold for four ninety nine. Um, a pack called Easy Fatalities. So if you download this DLC for four ninety nine, instead of having to do like an actual combo to do it, like insert like sort of twelve buttons, you've just got to press like I think it's R two and a face button, but it costs four ninety nine to do it. So you can still do all the like good fatalities, it's, but it costs you money. Do it. That is pretty bad. Yeah, that's cheeky. But is it any different to the like uh, single button mode in FIFA? Apart from the fact that you don't have to pay for that. Yeah. Because the idea of that is that, I think they call it dad mode or something okay, like that. Right. So you play it with your son who's really good at FIFA. You don't need to be good at games, but you can still, you know, mm. play Is it them. any different to playing for paying for DLC, though? It's just, it's I just guess a physical not. thing you get. I, 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 think people, yeah. I think it's more like a... It's not play to win because... But at the same... It, it is. It's almost like, you know... Uh, you know, paying me. £5 for a, a score button in FIFA or something right. like that. Oh, uh, yeah, wherever you are, hit this button, it just goes yeah. but it's not, into the net. But it's not, though. No, I know, I know. It doesn't actually make you better at the game. It just, because you've already won, it doesn't, yeah. you know, it just... Because yeah. it is, like, a, a couple of these fights that I did on Monday, 
I beat the people really well, but then I just didn't know the buttons for the fatality. Yeah, so yeah. then, and that's half of the joy of exactly Mortal Kombat, it's, it's, yeah. that's all it is. So it'd, be, it'd just be this really awkward thing where I just like move and just kick him. I don't think it should be paid for DLC though. I think it should be a mode within the, the mode. game. Yeah, it's kind of dirty, isn't it? I think, especially a fiver. You've yeah. just gone and bought a forty quid game. <laughs> And you're not that good at more because like surely you want to encourage more yeah. people to get into your. But game. also, it's a fiver for thirty, so that runs out. Then you've got to buy another fiver's worth more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what thirty single uses? Yeah, or maybe oh not thirty, my but gosh. single uses, and then you can buy like because you can buy like five for ninety nine cents, or I think thirty for five dollars. Oh my! <laughs> yeah. Wow! I did not know that. That is That's outrageous. Off, yeah, because I guess the worry is the kids are gonna. I mean, kids should be playing more. That should anyway, be on the but... stuff we don't like. Yeah. <laughs> that is outrageous. But it's your own money, and kids aren't playing this. It shouldn't be kids playing this. So if you are stupid enough to, if you're lazy enough that that's what you want to do, I'm not, who am I to tell you how to spend yeah. your money? Well, it's the similar thing to some of the guys here playing Clash of Clans in the office and they yeah. can't wait for the four hours or whatever it takes to build their unit. Yeah. So they're dropping two quid a time and there are some people in the office that have spent hundreds of pounds on Clash of Clans. That's insane. Yeah, I worked in, I worked in an office where someone had spent like uh, almost like two grand on like Hearthstone stuff. Like really stupid stuff. Two grand? Because yeah, he's just constantly buying stuff. Idiot. Is it you? It's not me. I, don't, no. I can't touch Hearthstone. I would be a menace with it. So. Okay. Phantom, but I mean, if I did, I'd probably be the best in the world. So, uh, the other cool thing that's coming out so on Sky Atlantic this week, the Jinx uh, starts. Oddly, it's all available on their on demand thing, but they're starting to show it like episodically. Yeah, as well. I downloaded the whole thing two weeks ago. Yeah, but I'm just waiting for Gemma to come out and watch it with me because mm. want to watch it together because we listen to uh, watch and recording together. Serial, serial together. Yeah. So. It's basically, do you know what the Jinx is? I don't know. It kind of, I saw a lot of people talking about the finale or whatever yeah. it was. Mm. So it's a, it's a real life guy um, who's a little bit unhinged. What is his name? Robert. You watched it all. I know, but I can't remember what his name is. Bob. You watched the whole thing? Yeah. You don't know his name? I don't. I don't. Wow. But I know everything that happened. It's about the lasting him. impact. It's got an you. odd last name, I'm sure. It's quite You keep talking while I look it up. Yeah, so it's about this sort of guy who, uh, you know, he was accused of these different things and it, they made a movie about him called. Yep. All the good thing, all good things. Did you actually watch it? <laughs> yeah, like, Ryan Gosling. Ryan, Ryan Gosling in the movie, uh, yeah. played him in a oh movie God. called yeah. All Good Things. All Good Things, that's it, yeah. And uh, Kristen Dunst is in it. Yeah. And it's got the same director who directed this docu. Yeah, so basically, well. right. after the. Uh, after Robert Durst. Robert Durst, that's it. After the film went out, Rob, he the, doesn't do interviews, but he contacted the director and said, I'd like you to do an interview. They right. started interviewing him, and they made this. It was going to be a film, and then they turned it into a HBO documentary series. Because of the stuff that gets sort of revealed in the documentary. Oh, okay, and, right. Uh, I didn't know that. I just assumed it was like another superhero show or something. Yeah, like. no. So he okay. was, and he was accused of uh, killing his wife. Right. Um, but never charged or anything like that. Yeah. And stuff happens in the documentary that sort of brings up old bits of the case and things like that. So if you're really, if you're into serial, it's kind of like a documentary along the same lines. Is it as called the Jinx because people died around him? He mentions a Jinx thing. Yeah, on him. Um, no, but he mentions a jinx on right. the children thing. It's just, right. It's a thing. yeah, sure. But yeah, like, that is a good theory sure. for so, it. Yeah. So, so the film, the film as well. I don't know whether you should watch the film before or after the documentary. The film's about five years old. Yeah, six years old. And um, I only watched it recently. It's it's pretty good. But it's all right. Yeah. It literally, they they took all. It's weird to me reading up on it. They took yeah. all the elements of the case, put it in the film, but changed the names for legal reasons. Mm. Right. But didn't change anything else. Like every detail in it is yeah. true. It's like, well, that's right. surely that's like 
and didn't make any secret in interviews that no, yeah, no, it's no, about yeah. this guy, but we just had to change yeah, his name yeah, in yeah, the movie because yeah, yeah. the guy's still around and yeah. right. free. But yeah, and also if you're going to watch it though, best not to Google around it if you want to yeah. keep any element of surprise because it intersected with actual real life news in the case. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like the week, the final episode. Yeah. And it was all a bit, you know, it's funny the way it all unfolded in that way. Yeah, but if you Google it, you'll find everything out. It'd be want. interesting for you to watch it and then let's talk about it again because yeah. there's lots of like moral stuff that came up where it seemed like the people making the documentary were maybe holding things back right. to help sort of promote the documentary rather than actually finding things out and going straight to the police and stuff like that. It's, it's right, the problem right, right, with right. this style of journalism though, yeah. isn't it? Where it's yeah. become, we're turning into entertainment. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, uh, there's a new podcast. There is, yeah. Undisclosed, mm. which is looking into the serial case again. Yeah. Uh, did you listen to the first episode? I haven't, no. So it's the people that they brought on in sort of like episode seven or eight, I think, is it? It's more the, it's more, uh, the girl at the beginning who spoke to Sarah Koning, who's oh, okay. friends with... Adnan. Yeah. So it's weird. So it's it's her, and then she's got a couple of lawyers with her. But obviously she's going into it believing Adnan to be innocent. Right. Sure that he is. And so although she's got people around her who are more level-headed and, you yeah. know, they say, you know, it's just, you know, they're here to check the facts and things. Yeah. You do feel like there's an agenda in it from the start is yeah. to get him out. See, I thought it was the people that Kanan hired. Maybe a couple of the other people are. Okay, right. Yeah, but it's yeah. definitely her. She's the driving force of it. Right, okay. I found it a little bit boring. You realise how good yeah. the serial style was and mm. the use of music and the scripts were. Where in this one, it's a little drier and it's a little more boring. They're trying to do it in the same way, but yeah. I don't know how well, much I'll keep like, listening to it. And it's going over just stuff you've heard so many times oh no. at this point. I don't know if I want to hear it all again. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The serial producers, you know, they've worked on This American Life for years and you know, mm. that is the best podcast and it's so well produced I don't think that we could go off and make something of that quality oh, well, I could. so I could on my own you could well, we probably could yeah yeah, yeah. But you, yeah you haven't won an award for your podcast I, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see you guys make a podcast who did we by beat, who did we beat in that award yeah who did we beat in that award I can't remember who was it I'm here now you don't need to do this <laughs> uh, but that's all there anyway on Sky Atlantic On Demand and it's if you want to watch episodically I don't know why you would but it's going to be there. But what other cool stuff can you watch episodically or all in one go? I think Daredevil. Yes, you can. Been, it's weird that it's been less than a week since it dropped, I guess, because it's just everywhere I've looked, it Splurged. seems to have been there. It's been yeah. conversations, yeah. tweets, Facebook, like everywhere. It's been... My entire Twitter feed last weekend was just yeah. people binge-watching the entire thing. Yeah. Do you find then, I feel like it's dipped off now. I feel like it's gone. And that's it why it does feel like the conversation is finished. Yeah. It well, I hope of... not. I'm hopefully getting Daredevil in next week. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> what, the actual guy? Matt Murdock? Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know if that's going to happen at the moment. Okay, but yeah. I just um, pitched for him to come in on Wednesday. It does but, feel um, like that, though. Like, something comes out on Netflix and, you know... I, I think maybe it's, it's just for the circle of people that we deal with who yeah. are within the media, working in the media, or the hardcore superhero geeks. I think mm, a lot of people yeah. will be dipping in and out of it. And Well, I'm four episodes in. Sure. So I've still got a way to go. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. you'll still be talking with us about it when yeah, you yeah, come yeah. in and stuff. Yeah. I, I, it's the first time I've really gone to town on a show like that. I've, I've finished it now. Right. I, I normally like spacing it out a hour. bit more. <laughs> no, I said now. Now. I, I like, I like spacing stuff out a little bit more. I find, and yeah. I, Straight to the fights. And I've got to be more, I, I found it really, I felt like I was under pressure Why? watching it. Why? Because I wanted to get to the end so we could talk yeah. about it. I could right. talk about it on here and it just, it's, my, it's our job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. my job on the superhero show yeah. to be able to, to talk about it. But so, Dan so why haven't you watched Game of Thrones then? Yeah. Entertainment editor of no, one of the biggest <laughs> websites in the world. Because I've tried twice and don't like it. That's fair enough. 
But st- that's not the point. You, can't, like, you wouldn't walk out of a film you're reviewing halfway through and go, I don't like this. I've never done yeah, that. Yeah, li- never done. I wish I could. It's a little bit more of a... You've got to give a little, lot more to it if you don't like something. Game of Thrones. I don't do a weekly Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones show, though. I do do a weekly <laughs> no, superhero I know, show. I'm joking, I'm joking. You've got, no, I do feel bad that I've, I've not... I've not done Game of Thrones. The one I feel guilty is good, about is the point. Uh, can we talk about Daredevil? Yes, yes. we can. Yeah, yes. but I did. I did feel that like bec- I felt. I felt a bit of pressure. Yeah, and I think that was affecting my enjoyment of of the show. I can kind of. get I've got that. to get to the end of this in the next week because yeah. we're probably going to do a show on it. Yeah. See, I feel the same about Game of Thrones, but that's mainly to avoid any kind of spoilers mm. because it's just, even like the, the first episode, and there is nothing in there really that's spoilerific. Yeah. But as soon as it airs in the US, my social feeds are just blitzed with people. Well, that's because people stuff. are analysing things like that. And I think you get that a lot. Like, like I really, lo- I've talked about it before. I really love Vulture's Mad Men stuff, but I've had to unfollow them because. If I'm if I haven't watched it, they're mm. just spamming their yeah. thing, going, "Okay, you're just five pieces on last night's Mad yeah. Men." Just, and like in their Facebook thing Gives and in their away. Twitter, there's a screen. I was like, "Oh, mm, like yeah. I don't want to know anything." So, um, so that happened a little bit with the Star Wars trailer last night mm. because I couldn't watch it. But then I was just getting stills of Vader's oh, mask no. and stuff like that, and I was like, "I've just got to avoid all this mm. until I can sit down oh. and watch it." Yeah. yeah, but I, I really, really like Daredevil. I think it started off slow for me. Everyone's saying that episode one and two were like their favorites, but. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. The fight scene in episode two that everyone's talking about is absolutely that's brilliant. Good. Yeah, really but good. I found it quite samey. Like, I like Daredevil is one of, is possibly my favorite like comic book character. So I was going in again with like really high expectations. But I think not because the Charlie Cox is in Boardwalk Empire, but I I was kind of expecting that kind of level of drama and that kind of level of show. It's just as it is. It's just a really, really good superhero show. I think there's too much filler in it. Mm. I think I feel I really felt it around sort of ten, eleven, twelve. Okay, I felt that a little bit that they just stretch out a bit too much, and there's investigations and conversations that go on too long, and that I'm really not interested in. Right, mm. a lot of the stuff with Foggy, I think you could take out of the show, and it wouldn't what really change it that much. I find him a little bit annoying. Yeah, it's. it's I, I don't. That, I don't isn't that part of his character though? Sure, I, I don't know. I just think you could have a wisecracking sidekick that's not uh, that's a bit more mm. less annoying than that guy is I just right. don't, I don't think he's very like I, I Foggy's character is kind of meant to be annoying but yeah, sure. it, I don't know I don't think he's interesting to watch I think everyone else is really good I think um, girl who plays Karen Page Deborah yeah. Wall yeah. is really really good Charlie Cox is amazing um, Rosario Dawson is really really good but I think Foggy the act, the guy who plays Foggy is just not yeah. as good as that my favourite episode is the last episode okay um, and I think the stuff with the stuff <laughs> with King, the stuff with Kingpin is all the best stuff. I yeah. think. So that's only just that's where I'm at. They've okay, just sure. introduced him because obviously interrogate. Well, his it, it took yeah. too, I felt like it took too long to get there. Mm. I felt like they could have had a couple of things that he does early on in the in the show yeah. could have happened in episode one or two. And I'm only mate, on, it's only episode four, and he's or was it? I can't remember. If it was the episode, end of episode three or the beginning of episode? Four. I think it was mm. the end of episode three that he's introduced. Okay, yeah. Or you see him. That's that's not too long to wait. Yeah. Mm. I find I, I really the thing that I really like is the timeline of it. Like it seems to take place over like maybe a month, if that. Yeah. Like some episodes follow straight on from each other. Yeah. yeah like yeah. It's, it's, I thought I think that's a really really good way of doing it. Well, that's he's got an incredible uh, ability to heal himself in a very fast. Uh, he gets beaten up a lot. Well, like in that <laughs> show about dead, like, he gets beaten up a lot. He's left mm. in the dumpster and has just got like stab wounds and everything. But then he's then he has to go do that amazing fight. Yeah, but like but the, that, the episode but that, straight after, he's like. 
bit of a scratch in my face, but I'm all right. Mm. Let's do it. But I, I really like that the fight in episode two when he like he has been just beat up, but he has to go back and he's just absolutely knackered, yeah. just like yeah, leaning yeah. against a wall, beating yeah. up guys. That's that's so good. Yeah. I'm kind of disappointed. There's not more courtroom stuff in yeah. it. Yeah. There's, uh, he does that one speech early on, which is yeah, amazing. Well, that's that's the one where he's defending yeah. the guy. That, yeah, yeah. I, I don't for spoilers. I won't talk about. Yeah, it, but yeah. There's that one. I didn't even think that speech the was that good. That, really? Good. And there's, really there's no it. more courtroom stuff. And it's like, I wanted, I wanted, that's an interesting direction to go in yeah. that sets it apart. He's a lawyer. Yeah. It sets it apart from all these other superheroes. Well, that's, that's the thing that I love about Daredevil is he's one of the only people, he's one of the only superheroes where his like actual identity is almost more interesting than his superhero identity. Sure. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like, I've got, if, I've got there's really, really good runs I keep meaning to bring in for you where there's, there's one particular run where Matt Murdock is defending Daredevil in yep. court and it's it's just an amazing storyline and right. it's just really, really good and you don't see him in costume for issues in right. that. Right. And right. I think they kind of, for me, he's, it's always like he'll do something in the day and then it'll, which will take about three minutes and then it'll be 20 minutes of him at night beating the shit out of people yeah. that he's not getting stuff out of in the day. And I, yeah, I, yeah. I do kind of like that, but it seemed like that was, ha- that was the structure and that happened quite a lot in the episodes. Mm. And for me, for me, though, it's been a really good week for like villains in the Marvel TV and mm. cinema universe because I think the thing that Marvel hasn't been able to nail is good villains. Yeah. So many of these films have been great movies without a good villain. Mm. Yeah. Almost all of them. But you've got Age of Ultron is screening now. Okay. I've seen it. <laughs> And Daredevil, a lot of us have seen. And yeah. finally, I feel like we're getting somewhere with interesting villains, villains that yeah. are as interesting as the heroes, if not mm. more interesting. I think yeah, Daredevil is yeah. more interesting than the hero. Yeah. And he plays I, it really well. He plays a really, really like odd, odd. It's, it's odd really fist, weird, isn't yeah. it? It's a really weird performance. I've interviewed that guy though, right. famously on the uh, Brazil Pele set visit. Really? That still hasn't happened. Uh, yeah. That still the movie's still never come out. Yeah, he plays the coach of the Brazil team. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he's very, he's, although he's changing his voice and acting, yeah. he's not that di- dissimilar. Yeah. He's quite a strange presence to be around. I love him. Very like, intense and like yeah. very softly spoken and quite yeah. speaks quite slowly. And I was a bit scared of him then, yeah. let alone is when he's playing this character. He's, he's played yeah. some really, really odd characters. This is going to sound mad, but in the film, The Breakup with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn, which is not a great movie, mm. but he plays Vince Vaughn's brother in it. Mm. And he plays him... I don't know if that's written down or what. Like, go check it out on YouTube. Yeah. Some of the stuff that he does in that thing, like, absolutely cracks me up because it's so weird and it's so... I'll try and find some of the clips, but right. it's just mental. Like, yeah. and I always wonder, like, he seems like the type of guy who would bring that to the character, I think. Yeah. And, and, I, and maybe that's what he's done with Fisk as well. And did you recognise the girl who plays his uh, love interest? No. I believe, I haven't checked this, I believe she's um, Superman's mum in Man of Steel. Really? Yeah. Girl and Krypton at the start, but anyway, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I yeah. just ha- I had some problems with it that I think I put on Twitter and I got loads of abuse for. Did you? But I, I, I did. I just did have some issues with it, but I can't go into all of them because we haven't all no, seen of course, it. But yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't well, even need to binge watch it. Yeah, but, but this time next week, I'm sure I would have finished it. So yeah, I, I definitely will. Like after the last episode, I'm more excited to go back to it than I was. I feel, I feel a little bit like you. I was like, I need to watch all of this so I can chat about it. But I'm more excited about it than. I was before. I wanted it all to be more like the last episode. Okay. Okay. Let's leave it there. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, I could talk about the fact I've seen Age of Ultron. Yeah. And weirdly, I'm allowed to put stuff on social media. Podcast but counts not, But not media. review it. Okay. So I said on social media that it's a blast. Right. <laughs> 
what, what's the definition of a review? Give it a I really score? don't know what it is. I'm sure you can do a couple of tweets saying... Positive or negative or... doesn't make any sense. I know, it's weird, isn't it? So, yeah. So, as I said, it was a blast. That obviously means I really enjoyed it. Yeah. When is it out um, next, next? It's out next it week. Yeah, you guys are all seeing it on Monday. Monday. And then our review goes live on Tuesday, so it'll be live by the time next podcast is up. So yeah. we'll obviously talk about it next week. Yeah. So you're not allowed to say whether it's better or worse than the first? Well, I could have put on social media. Maybe I will. I think I enjoyed it more than the first one. Podcast yeah. technically is social media. That's I think. something that I could, I could do. Yeah. Right now. What I do think, though, is that it might become the biggest film of all time. I've been thinking about until this Star this Wars week. until out. Star Wars comes yeah, out yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, Avatar is so far ahead at yeah. the moment. Yeah. But the world has changed so quickly with China, India, all these other markets suddenly becoming colossal. Yeah. yeah. That. A Fast and Furious movie is going to hit a billion soon. Yeah, I and two billions like the big, yeah, the big thing. I I think this one could do it. That, that just in the last two years, the way movies are making more money because of the global audience, yeah. just just really quickly growing. Yeah. yeah. Well, when we had Mark Miller on, he kept talking about how uh, the Kingsman is like super popular. Was it in like Korea? Yeah, I think he said yeah. it was Korea, wasn't and he? He's big in Korea. If you follow, if you follow his tweets, like he's constantly updated, like going. Made this amount of money yeah, yeah, in Korea. Yeah. His latest one is about to, it's about to break four hundred million. Kingsman wow. is. So yeah, I think I think we could see something really interesting happen. So where's in Avatar at the moment? What's Avatar? God, on? I think it's about two point three billion, maybe. Okay, right. And then what's closely followed? What's behind that? It's the Avengers, okay. the Avengers and Titanic. That's the top three. It's going to make more than. It's definitely going to make more than the Avengers. Yeah, but is it better than the Avengers? I am. Um, uh, Avatar was on TV while I was off. Did you watch I started it? To watch it. I didn't watch it all. It's not as bad as I remember. Really? Yeah. And I've been well, quite scathing. Well, film. I fell asleep for about forty minutes of it, so I do need but to go you can back do that. and watch it. It's a well-made, it's a well-crafted movie. Yeah. It's just nothing that I ever want to revisit, really. No. But maybe no. if you do, like you say, if you sit down, it's on. Yeah, you exactly. still get back into you, you it. You know, your expectation is literally rock it. bottom. Yeah, um, it's far too long. God, it just goes on. It's a great idea, like the idea yeah. for it. You know, he's going into this world and stuff like that. And, yeah. But there was so much in it that I thought, like I was, I, like I generally thought, we talked, actually we touched on this last week where I was trying to guess things that were happening in the Avengers trailer and then getting annoyed because I would be annoyed if some of the stuff that I've guessed is, is better than what actually happens in it. Yeah. But Avatar was definitely one of those because I thought from the beginning that either Giovanni Ribisi's character or somebody else in the, that sort of unobtainium guys yeah. had already infiltrated the blue guys. Yeah. Mm. So their actual end, so that guy who he's got beef with was actually going to end up to be someone he's got beef with in real life. And I yeah. thought that would actually be a really, really interesting thing. Mm. Didn't happen. Didn't yeah. happen. At all. And I thought, because I thought I sussed out that, and I was like, "That's actually really interesting." It would not that. No, it was, it was really. Yeah. That's annoying when you come up with a better lines. theory <laughs> yeah. for a movie. Uh, Kevin Smith talks about this quite funny. Uh, what was the film? Blue Jasmine? Have okay. you seen Blue Jasmine? Yeah, I've seen Blue Jasmine. Woody Allen. It's quite a good film. Yeah. But you know, she falls in love with that uh, guy who's going to be a politician. He's rich, and yeah, he's like yeah, the perfect yeah. man. Yeah. He was convinced because she's not very well in the head. Yeah, she's, she's really sick. He was convinced that she was a fi- he was a figment of her imagination because right. it was too good to be true. He suddenly fell in love with her. It was everything she wanted. Yeah. So all the way through, he's thinking that, and then it gets to a scene towards the end where, and there was no one else around when she was talking. There to isn't. Him. Yeah. And then Sally Hawkins meets him and talks to him, yeah, and he was yeah. like, oh. And he suddenly it was a much worse film than the film he'd written in his head where. It is actually quite muddy when that happens because is is it Peter Skarsgård actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the guy. And uh, he, it's sort of. 
he doesn't like the fact that she's like come from scum, I think, or something like yeah. that. And he gets put off by that, and that, she, that he's lied. That she's yeah, lied she's lied to, to him the whole time. That's actually not that interesting. And <laughs> no, he, not he, as interesting he, as Kevin Smith's idea. Yeah, that's yeah, I'd rather that. Um, Marvel's the Avengers one point five billion, Titanic two point two billion, wow. Avatar two point eight billion. Wow. So it's a big That's jump. A big jump. It's it's over a billion from number three. Yeah. But yeah. I think we could see it happen this summer. You heard it here first. I wonder if, because uh, Titanic was re-released in 3D, wasn't it? Does yeah. that count towards it? Yeah, yeah, that, that'll yeah, yeah, re-releases yeah, okay. count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I think um, uh, Frozen's at number five, but that could yet go up because of re-releases of, of Frozen, yeah. sing-along re-releases, yeah. or just your daughter. Yeah. Going, yes. it, it feels like Frozen is always in the cinema now. Uh, it, it comes back a lot around yeah. um, like half terms and stuff like the that. Prin- yeah. The Prince Charles do like a sing-along. Have you ever taken your daughter to one of those? No, there was one last half term, but uh, she was away for it. I was going to. Were you? Yeah. Do you know all the words to it as well? No. I know all the words to it, and I, I've only listened to her a couple of I times. I don't know the words. I, I, what I know is she sings Let It Go. The cold doesn't bother me anyway. I don't really know. There's a bit where she says something about... She, the real words are frozen fractals. Care. Yeah. But uh, Scarlet thinks it's frozen tractors. <laughs> I was like, oh. it's definitely not frozen tractors. <laughs> frozen tractors. It's like, that's not right. But you, yeah, you can't tell a four-year-old that. That's adorable. Yeah. yeah. Anything negative happened this week? Yes. <laughs> the worst thing that, that could ever well, possibly she... happen to film. You uh, need to, I, didn't, I didn't even read the story, so you need to explain it to me like I'm a child. Okay, let's go back to the beginning. In, 19, in, in 2009, yeah. uh, Gareth Thomas who is a Welsh international, uh, Alfie. He's one of my favourite rugby players. An amazing player. Absolutely incredible. Uh, came out uh, as gay. So he came out, he was the first openly gay rugby player in the world. Yep. Like, it's a pretty big deal for gay yeah. people, pretty big deal for him, pretty big deal mm. for sport. Um, around, and like, you know, he really likes going out and getting pissed because he's Welsh and we're cool like that. He befriended, around sort of that, around 2011, he befriended Mickey Rourke. Uh, they became boozing partners, went out. Mickey Rourke loves his story. Like, there was loads of interviews, loads of photos of them going out. Mm. And then said he's gonna, they were working on a movie, a biopic of Gareth Thomas. Yeah. And Mickey Rourke was going to play him. Yeah. So that's what was happening. Then he started going Which on. Which is amazing. Which is incredible, yeah. yeah. Um, because it's a really good, it's a really good story. And mm. like, you know, because it's a really hard thing to do to come it, out anyway yeah. in a public thing, especially in a world that's so dominated by like stupid masculinity yeah. and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. also a really weird idea though, because yeah. Mickey Rourke is in his 60s <laughs> and he's going to play, play play a professional sportsman That's right. who retired at about the age of 35. Like, that yeah. never made any sense to me. No, there, yeah. there were set pictures of him training with them and I'm just looking yeah. thinking, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. You're not 21 and you're playing a 21-year-old in this yeah. movie. It would, have been, it would have been odd. But then the idea was going on and it, you know, it, was, it kind of hit a stumbling point. But then it seemed like it was getting better, and even Tom Hardy was attached at one point to play him. So which makes sense, be- which yep. really makes sense. <laughs> yep. And Mickey Rourke was just going to be sort of producing it. Also, yeah. sounds really, really good. Kind of went quiet for a bit. Then this week, it's been revealed that the studio, uh, someone, an insider working close to the film, told the Sun that it's all changing. They're moving uh, the setting from Wales to Ireland because of the fears that Americans wouldn't get Wales. <laughs> And they're changing it entirely. So it's not going to be based on Gareth Thomas. It's not going to be Gareth Thomas in Ireland. It's going to be some bullshit made-up person. And it's just going to sort of take elements from the Gareth Thomas story, re-put it, chuck it in Ireland with stupid Irish accents, stupid Irish people, because Americans won't get Wales. 
Well, yeah, that's a weird thing, isn't it's it? Absolute bollocks. Like we live in a world where Americans can be trusted to like get into Game of Thrones, the fictional fucking town of Westeros, but not Wales. Oh, you're a bit angry. I is am. It, is, I'm is, it, is it in part because America loves Ireland so much? They do, and everyone you know in America claims to be. Irish, Irish descendant, yeah, yeah. yeah, bullshit. Um, no, I, I agree. I just, I, I, I'm, I think it's bizarre. It's so odd, and it's just really unfortunate because it's a really good story, and I just, I don't. It's, it's, it's had really like <laughs> Gareth Thomas tweeted a picture of uh, the head, a picture of the uh, headline saying that it was moving, and just hashtag bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the sun. I mean, when are the sun right when it comes to entertainment stories? Not. All but, the time. No, is this no, true? Um, but, has this been... but Gareth Thomas has I mean, he tweeted it. He said, you know, he's absolutely devastated about it. Oh, did he? Yeah. I was going to yeah, say, because right. he could have been saying bollocks as in the story's bollocks. Oh, no, no, no. Right. right okay, right, he's upset. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's that's just, a rubbish, rubbish. It is really rubbish because. Are we going to cool boycott story? it then? I think we should. Boycott that. Boycott gays. Boycott rugby. <laughs> boycott it all. Wow. Because <laughs> if Gareth Thomas can't be in a film, he's not allowed to be in anything. That is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I hate that. Uh, more bad way. news in the movie world that set women back. Uh, Michelle McLaren, who was directing the Wonder Woman movie, there mm-hmm. was such a fanfare around them wanting to employ a female director. Yeah, She got the gig. Uh, it should be going to production pretty soon. And she has left the project due to creative differences, which is embarrassing for everyone involved, really. Uh, especially the studio, though, because they yeah. made such a big deal around this, yeah. and and I don't know, it's just it was such a big moment as well for female directors that the fact that this hasn't worked out. Yeah. But then there's nothing to say they couldn't get another female director. In, no, well, the story has developed since there was a, a site called Badass Digest. So take this with a pinch of salt. Uh, but they said that um, word was it wasn't just well the creative differences were that they couldn't agree on anything specifically what time period the movie would be set in. Uh, but also, apparently, McLaren wanted Wonder Woman to have a tiger sidekick, which the studio didn't want. Is that it? Those are the creative differences. That's what one tiger website, or walk. That's what <laughs> exactly. one website's reporting. Right. That's bollocks. That's not real. Uh, <laughs> why, why would you be like? It's got to have a tiger sidekick, or I'm not directing it. Really? A tiger sounds mad. Set in the seventies. Otherwise, I'm out. <laughs> it's the only way we can do it. It's the only way we can do it. Uh, That's a very weird thing. But it looks like they may... Well, it was like, well, what do they do now? Do they find another female director who they didn't want as much as that one? Who they interviewed first time around? And then are they just doing it for the sake of it at this point when they could get someone with more experience who, you know, might bring what they need to the job? Um, Joss Whedon spent years wanting to make a Wonder Woman movie. And he's he's done with Avengers now. Um, No, it looks like we found our director. Oh, okay. Really? Interestingly, this is quite interesting. Patty Jenkins, okay, the female director who spent months working on Thor: The Dark World before right. leaving over creative differences. Ah. So she ended up not finishing that movie, and that was all very strange situation. Alan yeah. Taylor, Uncle Alan Taylor, was brought in to finish it off, mm. and the film. I think everyone agrees was a bit just didn't really work. I yeah, think Alan Taylor's a Game of Thrones dude. Game of Thrones he director. Didn't quite a lot of good Game of Thrones. Yeah, and he's doing done the new Terminator. Mm. But yeah, so Patty Jenkins, who directed Monster. With Charlie Theron, ah. yep. and she's a lot done a lot of TV. Looks like she'll be doing Wonder Woman. So it looks like they found a female director who okay. has got some experience in superhero yeah. production, albeit one that didn't really work. Why did she leave Thor? Created differences. She wanted a, a pet snake before. <laughs> didn't happen. Same reason Edgar Wright left Ant Man. It's creative differences. It's just bull, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 
we don't want to tell you. So yeah, yeah. that was a, a bit of a sad story, but yeah, it's never nice when stuff stops that you're interested in. No, but here we are. Should we do some feedback then? Let's do it. So I've written here, oh. fake one about what order Alex will show Star Wars to his kids. <laughs> so I forgot to write a fake bit of feedback. But this is something that we talked about on Rebel Base the other day. So it's kind of from Krupa. So Daniel Krupa writes in. Uh, <laughs> All the way from Anaheim yeah. in uh, Los Angeles. I was yeah. just thinking, what order uh, will Alex show Star Wars <laughs> To his kids. That's a great question from who is it again? Uh, Daniel Krupa. Daniel Krupa. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice name. Cranial Duper. Yeah. Because yeah. we started talking about this on Rebel Base the other day and we thought we wanted to sort of bring it to you. Why me? Just because I'm the only person with children. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you've just had a little, a little boy, you know, it's going to be quite a big thing. So yeah, don't show them to him yet. I won't. It's what? too soon. Wait till he's got a name. <laughs> he just had the, tra- the trailer in his face. Are you awake? Are you watching this? Well, that's <laughs> it. Blowing his I, tiny yeah, mind. You, you do have to support his neck, otherwise you just swap globe like that. <laughs> Um, but is Scarlett at the age yet where well she knows she knows that I love Star Wars okay. and she's she, embarrassed by it n- no 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 she, like she she pretends to A she pretends to love Star Wars and B she pretends to love Arsenal that's really cute um, <laughs> and so if if football is on she's like, oh I want to watch football you daddy two minutes later she's like it's boring I'm going to go and do something else yeah. and she loves obviously Princess Leia yeah. all that kind of stuff because for my Secret Santa I got uh, a sort of Darth Vader and Princess Leia book yeah. about the kind of Oh, I know that book. Wow. So, and we've read that together. Oh. But I think um, it, it's a tricky one in terms of how I would position it because part of me just wants to say, you're not going to watch the prequels. Right. But that's me forcing my opinion on them. And yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to do that. I'd rather just say, look, I'll sit back, you watch them, you form your own opinion, yeah. then I'll say you're wrong. But this is the thing. This is the thing we were talking about because yeah. if you watch them, if you do like that, then you de- and they watch them one, two, three, yeah. then you deprive them of the giant I am your father moment. Well, that's the only reason to not do it. Yeah. It's the only reason to not to do them out of order is, is for yeah. that moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's whether you value that enough. high enough. Look, they're going to be six years old. They're not going to be like, oh my God, are they? They're going to be like, uh, he's cool. He's got a cool weapon. Well, it depends when you're showing it to them, I guess. Well, probably. That t- I watched Star Wars at the cinema when I was four, here's, four and a half. Here's a question I'll which ask I think is a bit as young. well is also in this day and age, can you grow up to that age without hearing, especially now Star Wars is back, Yeah. without know- finding out through other media that, yeah. that, that Luke and, and Darth Vader are related? Yeah. It's, it, I don't see. I think it's no. just it's just something that's out there now yeah but if you're showing it if a seven year old might oh, that's the thing that when I was a kid I watched The Simpsons all the time so a lot of stuff that I watched I watched on The Simpsons so like Paradin Paradin for the first time so a lot have they seen that through other different things yeah. maybe what about that way of mixing them up though isn't there this school of thought that as, as a way of showing one and some of two and then and there's like you you mix them up so that you still really? get a twist he's yeah, not yeah. going to do that I'm so not going to do that <laughs> I will probably start them on Rebels or something like yeah. very palatable like that yeah and be um, like, I, I think you should show them the original trilogy and then go okay if you like those there's also these as well which you might like yeah, but, but, you like, but that's that's your opinion stop stifling your children you monster yeah I guess so but then there's, there's bits in it that are not going to make sense. Like, it's not going to make sense at the end of Jedi when you see... But they're six. They don't like. care. There's so many things that don't make sense in their world, but... You need to saw your kids out. It's not that they've got their priorities all right, not, to part. I haven't got, like, a five-year-old that's sitting there waiting for the twist in a film. It's like, oh, that's pathetic. And it was his father. It's like, what? <laughs> they just want to watch something that's fun. Okay. That's interesting. Mm. Mm. 
I watched on the sheet with her the other day. Should I? Uh, didn't, she, see, didn't see the twist coming. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like the, the the bad animal catcher man. Ah, okay. Have you seen it? I haven't. It's quite good. Yeah. I love Sean the Sheep. I think I I love anything hard, man. See, I thought, because this was a topic, I thought you were going to talk about this random way of watching them, so I didn't even look it up. Right. This is the thing. Uh, I'm interested. One person, uh, this is one school of thought, that thinks you should actually never show Phantom Menace, but do them four, five, two, three, six. Why? Because you still get the twist. Right. Yeah, but that's how confusing is that going to be for a child? Really confusing. Just I'm confused. Listen it's, to what, it's, like, it's like the way you'd watch the Fast and Furious movies now because yeah. four and five are set before three. Yeah. Yeah, but two, you wouldn't go from Empire Strikes Back to Attack of the Clones. That wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I've not tried it. I've, and I've not read through this. I thought this was something that we were going to... I thought, no, it was just asking me what I thought. I haven't, <laughs> well, I, haven't, me. <laughs> I haven't watched them for a while now, so I think I actually might try this. There's, a, there's an article written. Someone's done a really long article about right. the reasons for doing it in that way. Okay. Yeah. I, had, I didn't know I about this. I think it's interesting. Though. I, I, think do, it's... I do think it's really interesting. I think I'm going to try it. Sorry or, about that. Or it'll be a mess. But then you don't get the pod racing scene. That's the, like, can you watch that at the end? Yeah, but that's not as good as you remember it. Isn't it? No. Oh. It's like the, the stuff in Attack of the Clones, you know, the, the kind of big assault and the, yeah. the Yoda fight. The CGI is really dated. Really dated. Yeah. Um, that's the problem with the special editions of Star Wars as well. Because yeah. I watched those quite recently. Um, the CGI on that is just awful. No. Just take it all out. Go back to the original version. That's annoying. Right, have we got any real feedback from actual people? I think the bigger question is, what order do you watch the Fast and Furious films in? <laughs> I'm going through it. Because I've not watched a single Fast and Furious yeah. film. Really? That's, I'm going to rectify that, this but I'm so going to watch good. them in order. Yeah. Okay. I recorded one, two, and three the other day because I've not seen them either. And I think I deleted one of them because I kept seeing it. Tokyo Drift is not worth watching. Is it, is it worse than the second one? No, because well, there's been a lot of lists recently ranking <laughs> yeah. them, yeah. including one on We IGN. did one, yeah, yeah. Mm. And Tokyo Drift wasn't the worst. Uh, we, too Fast, Too Furious, we said, was the worst, I right. think, which has made me delete. I think I deleted Tokyo Drift. But you have to watch yeah. it. You, Persevere, Chris. As a completist. I, think I, don't yeah. see, I don't have to do anything. You're not the boss of me. I, th- I think you are at work. I think you can just forget anything that came before five. Like five yeah, that's what I've done. Like fi- <laughs> five, five and six are brilliant films. and like, I haven't seen seven yet, but I, I feel like it'd be a nice Well, I'm going to do it properly. I'm going to okay. watch all of them. <laughs> Has this guy written an article about how, which order to watch them? <laughs> 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 no. Uh, I've got an, a question that I need to look up. Okay, I've got it. Okay. Uh, it's from Ugly Dave in Australia. I didn't call him that. He called himself that. I'm sure not Ugly Dave. Uh, in last week's podcast, I think Chris, that's me, mm-hmm. uh, mentioned an interview uh, he listened to with Joss Whedon uh, where what working with Marvel to make the Avengers movie was like. Any chance you find folk can fill us in on where we can find that interview. Yeah, it was quite an interesting interview. It was around the time Avengers came out. Okay. And he was talking about why he wrote a script that it was all about the Wasp was the female protagonist because they didn't think... Scarlett Johansson would be in it. Right. And it made me kind of think that the Wasp will be a big part of the Marvel Universe going forward if yeah. it's in his mind. Um, okay, so it's a, it's a podcast called The Q&A with Jeff Goldsmith. And he just interviews screenwriters. Yeah. I don't think he's the best interviewer, but he does get an hour with the people in, and goes really in depth. And there's no one else really doing that. So, yeah. yeah. Q&A with Jeff Goldsmith on iTunes from about two years ago. Awesome. There you go. I've got one from Elliot. Um, he says, Duck Hunt. I've just listened to your latest podcast where you mentioned the Masons. I don't know why we were talking about the Masons. 
Uh, oh, you've been to a Masonic Hall. I went to Freemasons Hall. Hall, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I said I'd been to a Masonic temple. We talked about it quite a lot, actually. We did. <laughs> I'm 26 years old and I've been a Mason for two years. I joined because my father-in-law is one, and one Christmas we had a bet that he couldn't go the whole of January without drinking. If I lost, I'd become a Mason. I want to be in this family. <laughs> if he lost, he'd have to sit and watch all the Lord of the Rings films with me. He hates anything fantasy. He won the bet, and now I'm a Mason. <laughs> Hang on, if, I, if he, he lost and he still became a Mason, I'd love to be a Mason. Why? Don't know. What are the benefits of being a mason? You can kill a virgin and drink her blood. Hey, no, because he goes on. (laughs) In my head, it's like the Stonecutters episode of The Simpsons. Right. So that's why. And I feel like I've got birthmarks that they would be like, he's the chosen one. I would be the chosen one, let's be honest. Have you got weird... You got a weird stain on your trousers. Maybe that's I what have. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this though. Sadly, I'm yet to see anything particularly exciting happen. It's not as mysterious as you might expect. The mystery is not really knowing. When you do know, it's quite dull. I'm pretty sure you're not meant to talk about the Masons as candidly as this. <laughs> it's like Fight Club. Like I'm annoyed, and I'm not even a Mason. He doesn't say anything though. He, he says say, he just yeah. The best way to describe it is basically a lot of retired, mostly very wealthy men getting together a few times a year, having some food and drinking wine. I've not seen one woman, let alone a virgin sorry gav <laughs> in two years and on the contrary to what you may have heard no goats like the law that is what do they do with goats slaughter goats um yeah well, okay. obviously they don't if you ever find yourself in somerset let me know i'll be happy to invite you along well we're going to somerset now then aren't we um <laughs> isn't this exactly what a freemason would say though to get you off the scent <laughs> and then lure you there to kill you Double bluff yeah maybe this oh we gotta do it that's actually a really good idea for a film isn't it Starts off with a podcast, and then we no, end that's uh, oh, Tusk. Tusk, that's yeah. the part of Tusk. <laughs> Kevin Smith's horror movie. Yeah, I actually about, really want to see that. What was it? A man who ends up sewn into a what suit? Sea lion? Walrus? Walrus suit. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. How but, weird. But it was an idea they came up with on the podcast, and apparently uh, at the end credits they play the bit of the podcast over the end credits. Right. Um, so we well, maybe one day we'll be playing this over the end of our movie. Yeah. Ooh. Your head stitched onto a goat's body. Thank you for watching our film (laughs) about about the Masons. Masons madness. Mm. We'll come back to that. Uh, I've got an email from Luke Gorman who says, the comment from Chris and Gav last week about how the new Ethan Hawke films is reflecting how war is fought out now and how we'll probably see more more films along the same lines in the future got me thinking. When our kids and future generations watch current films like Hurt Locker and Jarhead, although they're already quite old, I guess, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, it's already a bit dated it's about the Gulf War and a super film everyone should check out uh, I think that's Jarhead do you know what yeah. I've never seen Jarhead it's good, it's good. Um, they'll feel like we do when we watch old cowboys and Indians movies Native Americans thank you very much mm-hmm. uh, so primitive back then that makes us feel all extremely old as we walk down the street catching glimpses of robotic police forces and drones flying over our heads quite agree I quite agree it'll look archaic yeah. the way we fight mm. we fought wars the last 10 years to yeah What's How the last good war film? Uh, uh, Zero Dark Thirty yeah, was pretty was good. good. Yeah, yeah, that was all right. Second time though, I didn't like it. Yeah, don't watch, watch it. Don't watch it twice. Okay, uh, it's me. Yeah, Duck Hunt. During the last few podcasts, you've discussed events you've been to, such as Letters of Note, Secret Cinema, and the live hand Simmer score of Interstellar. I love the sound of these events, but haven't managed to go along to any of them. How do you find out about these unique events? I don't have the time to search the internet all day finding events. What websites or apps would you recommend so that I don't miss out? That's how you do, Chris. You spend your entire day searching the internet for... Just in know. case something comes up. We sort of live on the internet, so... Well, like I, I hadn't heard about the Interstellar thing. Really? No. So, uh, how long ago was that this stu- I just see this stuff on Twitter, though. When it gets... I don't yeah. know, it got announced a few months ago. A lot of people I know saw it on Twitter and then t- 
couldn't get tickets in time. Right. Yeah. It sold out straight away. It tends to be through Twitter. Yeah. You did know, you, time, time did out. Did you buy tickets? Or I didn't. Did I, I, I got in touch and I got a press ticket. Right. Um, time out can be good, although that generally does their week. But they, they do previews of the big events this summer and you'll see stuff in there. But surely by the time it's hit time out, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Yes and no. All they'll be saying when tickets go on sale for certain right. events as well. But yeah. Obviously, that's very London centric. Mm-hmm. Um, like stuff yeah. like sea tickets and that. If you sign up to their newsletter, you get cool newsletters every week saying what's going on. Like yeah, sea- it's from signing up to the you know for all the venues as well. Signing up to their newsletters. Yeah. When you buy tickets anywhere, you generally end up on their newsletter, database, yeah, yeah. and I'll get emailed about gigs coming up and, yeah. and concerts and things. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I can't really give you a exact place to go yeah, sorry. Uh, I have an email along those lines from Carl Barrett who says uh, hearing you talk about seeing Interstellar with a live score at the Royal Albert Hall made me incredibly jealous and also got me thinking about which film I'd want to see accompanied by a live score if I had to pick one it would probably be Inception while I loved Interstellar I have to admit that Inception tops it in every way including the music which would be your dream film to see with a live score I think Inception is a good shout because the the soundtrack to that film is it is really good amazing. if Johnny Mark came out and actually did it mm. live as well mm. that'd be really good yeah, I quite like that. I think, I mean, Star Wars would be amazing. Uh, I went to see the John Williams thing where they did, like, the best of John Williams. And actually something like E.T. Mm. Uh, would just be out of this world or... Um, Literally. Home, yeah. Home Alone as well. Home Alone's got a great soundtrack. It's got a really yeah. good soundtrack. And <laughs> yeah. I think, like, doing that, having that live would be really, really fun. Yeah. That's and, funny. I know it's mad, but... Like... Sound effects live as well. <laughs> I was thinking it'd be good to, like, have some song, some movies where... Yeah. Just to mix it up a bit have bands come out and do their song that plays at a That'd certain really time during good, the yeah. film like I was thinking Drive would be good to get some of those artists come out and play it live when they're well, yeah. like Blade Runner I'd love to see Blade Runner with a live well I talked of... about the fact that I you know I told you about this yeah. didn't want to work to IGN I thought I was going to see that right. and it was actually Massive Attack covering songs from Blade Runner yeah. with the odd scene thrown in but it just that's not what I signed up for and yeah. I left at half time right. which was terrible of me yeah I, th- um, I, yeah, I think Star Wars Home Alone they're yeah, doing one this yeah. summer that would uh, I would go to if it wasn't so expensive. Is mm. Back to the Future. They're doing it at the Royal Albert Hall. That's good. But it's like 70 quid a ticket. And what? It's like, That's ridiculous. You're taking the mick now. That's and having as... seen Back to the Future last summer at Secret Cinema, yeah. right. much better experience. Yeah. yeah. That's the same. The Empire Secret Cinema is, what, 78 quid? Yeah, yeah. Like it's a lot of money. Extortionate. Yeah. Um, but probably worth it. Probably. Have you got tickets? No. Last of the Mohicans is one of my favourite film scores. Really? I yeah. can't get into that film. Love the film, but uh, the score is one of them. I picked that because of the yeah. music. And <gasps> there will be blood, actually. That'll be really good because that soundtrack is just incredible and really haunting and really evil to listen to. And yeah. I think having that live, that's also Johnny Myers, isn't it? You see, I think you're getting it all confused. It's yeah. Johnny Greenwood. Johnny Greenwood, that's did, it, yeah. There will be blood. And, and then Johnny uh, Marr did. I no. don't think he did. Hans Zimmer did. Inception. No, he did, he did that time. He did. Johnny Marr did the, the guitar right. bit in time that. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Greenwood. Did Mar and thing, Greenwood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the Johnnies. And the one I actually spent my whole life waiting to go see uh, and end up all screwing up was 2001. I ended up having to watch it on a little screen in a basement because uh, I was interviewing the actors. But I always, I was, I didn't see it because I was waiting to see it with a live score. And the, you know, that music is that would be really good. I, um, I've forgotten the name of the film. What's the Vietnam film? Platoon, Apocalypse uh, Now. Apocalypse Now. The helicopter raid. With uh, flight Ride of the Valkyries, yeah. yeah, would be fucking amazing. Yes, yeah, would be amazing. good one. That is a that's one of my favourite scenes in cinema. Yeah, I love that. See Incredible that? stuff. Good, cool. Any uh, more for any me? more? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Crail. Oh, hang on, he spoke it twice. Craig down here, and then Crail. Anyway, good morrow and duck hunt. 
I don't know where he's from. Uh, although a lot of people like to grumble about remastered games coming to new consoles, I'm enjoying replaying some of my favourite games on the current generation, such as Last of Us, Tomb Raider, and the much maligned Thief. Thief is terrible. <laughs> okay. Uh, I might be in the minority, but I would like to see more games remastered to enjoy them all in their glory. Uh, so he says, uh, Bioshock Trilogy, Dead Space Trilogy, uh, Demon Souls Remaster. It is weird that they're doing the Dark Souls stuff, but not Demon Souls. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, if you could choose one game from previous generations to be remastered, what would it be? I always find with these, though, that I think, oh, this is a really cool idea. And then I get it, and it just sits on my shelf. And I just think... It's never quite as good as you want it to be. It's things like mm. um, the Shadow of the Colossus and Ico collection. The HD remakes of those, A, weren't very good. They literally stuck it in higher resolution. They didn't update the I textures didn't mind or anything. It. Oh. And also, it just showed to me how Shadow of the Colossus was a very much a game of its time yeah. and hasn't stood up very well. I, no, I played it. I quite. I, I played it well, again. You I quite are liked wrong. It. I am right. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is unfortunate. I thought, I thought but it's good, good that I've corrected you on that now. So maybe, maybe like Mario sixty four done redone in a sort of ga- with galaxy skins and stuff like that to look like that, which would be really, really good. Yeah, but it needs to be. Game. I think the problem with it is, I'm not. I don't like old games that much unless they've probably been remastered like you know I guess the exception there is the two Zeldas Ocarina yeah. and Majora's which have been well, that's I think, brilliantly thing. brought up to date but that works perfectly for that console you wouldn't want to play that I don't think on the Wii U although Wind Waker is so the Wind Waker thing is amazing that's what, like all yeah. the Nintendo ones in fairness because Nintendo are not going to do things half arse. Yeah. not saying that a lot of companies do it half arse, but mm. you know they outsource they give you know they outsource all this work to other companies and just go right just make it look nice yeah chuck it out Mm, I, 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 I can't think of anything. But it's it's like stuff like San Andreas, yeah. which I loved. What was that? Ten years ago, twelve yeah, years ago? How yeah. long? I don't know. But even playing that on iPad, it's like the game just doesn't stand up as well no. now as it does alongside GTA That's the thing, Five. Like the actual game bits of it. It's nothing yeah. to do with how it looks. Yeah. Like I don't care about that. Yeah. Like it's the fact that it's just you know it's an old game now. Yeah. It's the thing that I love Resident Evil. But anytime you go back to like the old ones when they got over yeah. remaster, you go. Yeah, you forget. The controls are so, like, yeah. shonky. And, yeah. and a lot of people say, you oh, know, that's the point of Resident Evil, but... Nah. Not interested. No. Yeah. We've moved on. Mm. Ledger Suit Larry. Yeah? Would you do it again? Would you go back? Yeah. There's quite a lot of Ledger Suit Larrys that have come out that are probably in HD you could play. I don't know. I just thought I'd say it. Yeah. <laughs> Speedball 2. <laughs> there's actually a but really that's... interesting thing that's come out this week around Speedball 2. Um, there's a Kickstarter for a book that someone is trying to write on the Bitmap Brothers and about all those uh, old games and things like that. It's, it's on <laughs> oh. Kickstarter right now. Yesterday, it hit like 10% of its uh, thing. But you should cool. check it out because it yeah. looks really, really good. All right. Sounds good. That's it. Last piece awesome. of feedback, that. There we are, then. Releases. What's out this week? You got anything good? GTA Five finally out on PC. Yeah. Looks pretty. Uh, have you seen it running? I haven't. I've seen it's, just seen videos and stuff that people have been the really funny. The 60 frames a second stuff is, it makes it look insanely fast. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you've already got it on console, You're you, not wouldn't, pay, yeah. you, you wouldn't bother. There is a video on IGN of someone in the US playing uh, 4K versions on three 4K screens, yeah. wraparound screens, and that looks incredible. Yeah, but But... Again, you'd need yeah, serious dough. Yeah. Uh, more Combat X, which we've talked about, and Titan Souls. There's a really good video of me, Krupa, and Rory playing that um, really, really good game. I think we talked about it slightly last week as well. Yeah. What films are out? It's a weird week. It feels like a week they're kind of burying movies. Mm. What with Age of Ultron coming out next week and Furious 
dominating. So we've got um, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, which is a, a, a horror movie I reviewed last October, actually. Okay. It's very meta. I don't really like that word, but it's it's... I don't know if it's a remake or a sequel or a prequel, right? but these murders happened in this town, for real, in the 40s in America. In the 70s, someone made a movie about those murders. Yeah. And this movie is set in the same town in 2013, and it's the murders for real exist, the film exists, but the people that made the film in the 1970s exist, and the story kind of investigates all these things, and it's just... it's. <sighs> Trying to be clever and it just doesn't really work. Sounds it's a bit of a that. mess. Uh, so that's a bit of a wasted opportunity. Oh. Uh, the Salvation. Have you seen that? I saw yeah. that film festival last year. I fancied yeah. it. It's really good. Is it good? It's quite unforgiving. Like it's not. It's, it's not a fun sort of western. Even though Eric Cantona's in it. Cantona's um, in it. Cantona's in it. Western with Cantona. Really good actors in it, isn't it? Yeah, it's really, it's got a really good cast. It's it's hard. It's hard going. Yeah, I really liked it. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Is it Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yeah, and Eva Green. No. Yeah, 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 She's yeah. In it as well, um, it's, it's definitely worth watching. I think it's getting a bit of a kick in, um, but mm. I actually generally enjoyed it. And Child Forty Four is out, which I saw this week, um, and it's okay. Uh, I'd read the book. The book's great. I've read the book. It's a thriller yeah. set in Russia in the in Soviet Russia in the nineteen fifties, and it's about um, a serial killer who kills kids, and this uh, police officer who's hunting him down but it's this weird because of under communism they don't believe that murder exists and so any murder would have to be put down to an accident and so he wasn't allowed (laughs) to investigate these murders it's really it's just it's it's more about what a horrendous time it was to live in Russia Uh, but the cast is amazing it's as good a cast as you can get it's Tom Hardy and Gary Oldman are the two leads Numi Rapace um, Paddy Considine's in it is he good in it? Uh, not really, actually. Oh, no, I love him mm. in everything, though. You'll see when you see the film. Oh, no. uh, it's all right, I'd read the book. Okay. Or, or wait for it to be on the telly. Yeah. There you go. Job there done. we are. Good recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to watch one film, see The Salvation. Yeah. If you're going to play a game, Titan Souls. All, all three, all three are good. good. Yeah, it's a yeah, good yeah, week yeah, for yeah, games. Good. Don't yeah. go to the cinema this week. Stay game. in your house and watch The Jinx and Daredevil. But yeah, so that was IGN UK podcast number 276. Next week, we will all have seen Avengers and all have finished Daredevil, hopefully. So until then, bye. see you later. Cheerio.